to kids' first coming attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie or digital media, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll take you behind the scenes, interview celebrities, and review new movies, TV shows, and digital releases. Now, here are your hosts from Kids First Coming Attractions. Welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Ethan Perston from the Sunshine State of Florida, and today we'll be talking about Hotel Transylvania Transformania, The Lost Treasure, American Underdog, and Foodtastic. First, we'll be reviewing Hotel Transylvania Transformania with Tiana. Hi, Tiana. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Yourself? I'm doing good. So what is Hotel Transylvania Transformania about? Okay, so... Hotel Transylvania Transformania is the fourth and final movie of the Hotel Transylvania franchise. And it's all about Drac, who's voiced by Brian Hall and his friends and how they're back in this new movie. And Drac is kind of ready to announce his retirement from Hotel Transylvania. And his plans are to give it to his daughter, Mavis, who's voiced by Selena Gomez and Johnny, his son-in-law, played by Andy Samberg. But he kind of has a change of heart halfway through and decides not to, thinking that Johnny, with his crazy personality, will just ruin the hotel. So to get out of it, he kind of tells Johnny a lie, which escalates and makes Johnny use this monsterification ray that that turns him into a monster to try and get Drag's approval. Um, And a bunch of other stuff happens to where other characters end up turning human while Johnny's a monster. So Johnny and Drag have to go on an adventure to find a magical stone that will change them back before their transformations become permanent. Wow, that, that is a lot. <laughs> this, yeah. this film stands out a lot more than others. And why do you think that is? Because I've seen all the other ones, but for some reason, this one sounds like it's going to be really good. I think what makes this one different from the other movies is that it's really showing the sense of family and Hotel Transylvania coming together and showing a new generation because while this is the final movie, I feel like it was in a sense the most important um, and the biggest one because, you know, it shows Drac and Johnny doing this bonding trip, everybody in a sense changing who they are, but then in the end they come to realize uh, this is part of what makes them innocent, well, human in a sense. Because most of them are monsters, but this is just what makes them family. And I think it's really heartwarming, a really heartwarming story, seeing them come together and Drac having to accept that change is okay and that he has to get used to there being a new generation. I kind of wish there were more films kind of showing what happens next, but (laughs) who knows? (laughs) And there's a lot of really good characters in these films. And personally, one of my favorites is that really huge dog. I forgot his name. The really big one. So what is your favorite character? Ooh, that's a little hard to say because, I mean, all the characters are just really great. They're very, you know, unique in their own way. I think my favorite character is Erica Van Helsing, who is Drax's wife. I think I love her role so much because it's really, her role really shows women empowerment. I mean, she's such a strong, brave woman. And even though, uh, I don't know if you've seen the third film, but she was a monster hunter then. But even seeing how she developed and changed her ways to where she even got married to a monster. So I think just seeing her bravery and how strong and amazing she is, she's like someone, a real leader, someone like to look up to. So 
I think she would be my favorite character. And I also heard that um, there's some big stars like Selena Gomez. How was it that you got to interview them? Oh, it was it was pretty fun. I mean, I enjoyed all the time that I spent with them. I mean, other people that I got to talk to were David Spade, who plays Griffin, the Invisible Man. I mean, he was hilarious. Everything that he said, I was laughing the whole time. I got to talk to Keegan-Michael Key. I love speaking with him. He's a really fun person. Um, I got to talk to Selena Gomez and uh, uh, Andy Samberg. Yeah, I got to talk to Selena Gomez and Andy Samberg. They were a duet interview. They were pretty fun to talk about, learning about their characters uh, and just their bond on and off set. So it was a pretty amazing interview. Pretty amazing and interview. Was there a moral that you took away from this or any morals that they told you? Yeah, so the message of this film is to accept others for who they are and to also just be yourself. And I got that from how Drac only saw the crazy and wild things that Johnny did. But Johnny really tries to teach him to see beyond the worst things so that he can see the best parts and people in the life. And whether Johnny was a human or a monster, you know, he always just loved being himself, which was really great to see. Um, but he got himself in trouble, of course, when he let Drac convince him that he wasn't enough. So I think those are the two main messages from the film, accepting others for who they are, seeing the best in life, and always being yourself. So finally, what is your age recommendation and star rating for this film? Yeah, so I rate Hotel Transylvania Transformania five out of five stars and recommended for kids ages 8 to 18 plus adults. And where can we see this? Because I definitely want to watch this. <laughs> yes. So guests can check into Prime Video to watch Hotel Transylvania Transformania starting January 14th, 2022. Make sure to go watch it because I loved it. Thank you for taking the time to speak with me. Thank you so much. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attraction. Today, we're talking about Hotel Transylvania Transformania, The Lost Treasure, American Underdog, and Foodtastic. Right now, we're switching over to Tiana's interview with actress Selena Gomez, Andy Samberg on Hotel Transylvania Transformania. Hello, everyone. I'm Tiana Samberg, reporting for Kids First, and today I'm speaking with Selena Gomez, the voice of Mavis, and Andy Samberg, the voice of Johnny in the upcoming Hotel Transylvania film, Hotel Transylvania Transformania. Selena is best known for her roles in The Wizard's Return, Alex versus Alex, and Another Cinderella Story, plus her career as a popular singer. Andy is known for voicing Baby Brent in Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs 1 and 2, and for producing Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Hello, I'm Tiana Summers, reporting for Kids First. Welcome, Ms. Gomez and Mr. Sandberg. Thank you for having Thank us. Thank you. Hi. Yes, I'm super excited to talk with you both today about Hotel Transylvania Transformania. <laughs> yeah, we're back. Yes. So let's get That's right good. into it. So my first question is for Mr. Sandberg. So in this final installment of the Hotel Transylvania franchise, Drac is planning to retire and lead the hotel to his daughter, Mavis, and his son-in-law, Johnny, which is who you play. So what makes Johnny the perfect face for Transformania? Um, well, I think he's, he's perfect for the premise of the movie because he gets turned into a monster, right? And it's, he's always been human in this world of monsters and he's always wanted to be a part of that. And the, the hotel being left to him and Mavis is, he thinks the only way it's going to happen is if he gets turned into a monster. So he goes and seeks that out and crazy stuff happens after that. Crazy. 
Yeah. I've gotten to screen the film, so I know a little more about it. But for people watching, you know, don't want to give any more spoil any spoilers away. But, you know, I think he definitely says a lot to um, like a new generation in the sense of Hotel Transylvania. Yeah, I agree. So, Miss Gomez, in the film, the monsterfication ray machine kind of goes haywire and Johnny ends up becoming a monster. Um, and Jack and his friends become humans. So which transformation did you find the most funniest and or most inspirational? Well, I would say inspirational would definitely have to be Johnny. Um, I think the whole message is is very sweet. And I think it is really important to embrace each other and also really love your family for who they are. Um, what was the first part of the question? Oh, I was saying, like, which transformation did you find the oh, most yeah. Uh Well, I thought every one of the monsters were hilarious. I particularly David Spade. Um, watching him create, or not create, become a human being was quite, quite funny. Yeah, I would have to agree with you on that one. He <laughs> looked way differently than I expected him to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So for my last question, and I'm going to ask this to Mr. Sandberg, since I know Ms. Gomez, you kind of already answered it. So what can audiences take away from watching Hotel Transylvania, Transformania? Um, I think they can take away that they should just be themselves and that their family uh, is there to support them and vice versa and that they should have fun. And, you know, when you go into a movie like this, the hope is that everyone's laughing and feeling good and, and watching it together. Yeah, definitely. Well, I did all of those things. I watched it with my mom and I had a really great time watching it. Great. Aww. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so thank you for letting me speak with you. This was fun. Thank you. It was nice talking to you. Hi. Thank you both so much for speaking with me today about Hotel Transylvania Transformania. Again, I'm Tian Sermons. Thanks for tuning in. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Ethan Person from the Sunshine State of Florida, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Newsomatic Film Festival. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First film critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. 
Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Ethan Person from the Sunshine State of Florida, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about Hotel Transylvania, Transformania, The Lost Treasure, American Underdog, and Foodtastic. And next up, we'll be listening to Tiana's interview with actors David Spade on Hotel Transylvania, Transformania. Hi, everyone. I'm Tiana Summers, reporting for Kids First, and today speaking with David Spade about his role as Griffin, the Invisible Man, in Hotel Transylvania, Transformania, the fourth and final movie of the Hotel Transylvania franchise. Mr. Spade is known for his roles in The Emperor's New Groove, The Rugrats Movie, and Grown Ups. Hello, I'm Tiana Summers, reporting for Kids First. Welcome, Mr. Spade. <laughs> I like your little background there. Did you make that yourself? Uh, I didn't make it, but I do like it. I think it just matches my personality. It's cool. Anyway, go ahead. It's, it's so great to be speaking with you today. Thank you. Yeah. I always wonder, at, at what age group do people know what I do? But you might know me from Grown Ups or something, right? Uh, actually, yeah, I know my mom watches those, those movies. <laughs> <laughs> You're too young. Okay. You'll, you'll stumble into me in something. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's get right into it. So today we're talking about Hotel Transylvania, Transformania, and you played the role of Griffin. So in the film, um, Van Helsing creates a monstrification ray and a whole bunch of problems happen with that and Johnny and Jack and his friends. So what were some of the benefits of the monstrification ray and did it help the characters out? <laughs> you say monstrification ray very well, and I, I have not said it right yet. Uh, I think it's funny because... The benefits of it, that's funny. Um, well, you get to see Griffin for the first time. I am invisible. And now I got to see me for the first time, which is always weird, because I thought I would look like Brad Pitt, and <laughs> I do not. Uh, I look very goofy. But, you know, for a kid's movie, it's funnier if I look goofier. I'm a little overweight. My shirt doesn't cover my gut. And, you know, I have kooky red hair. But it makes it more fun. Um, the benefits are, you know, you learn a little about yourself. Now that I'm, I can be seen, I learn how, how people uh, treat me, is everyone different to me? It's just, it's just all fun. To have a movie like that where it's visually fun to see everyone change, that's a good trick for the fourth one. And that was fun to watch. And then, you know, just to see buddies together in a movie is fun. Of course, I would have to agree. And I also have to agree with how I thought that Griffin would actually look way different than what he did. So it was pretty hilarious to see what he actually looks like. I mean, all the characters, but someone who's invisible actually looks like. Yeah, exactly. And uh, they put it online and some people argued. Some people liked it. Some people didn't like it. They wanted me to be better looking. I was like, hey, that's what I hear in real life, too. Why aren't you better looking? I go, "Uh, (laughs) that's not fair. That's funny. (laughs) so there's one thing about griffin that you would keep for yourself in the real world what would it be Ooh, griffin probably uh glasses because the the thing i remember the most about the movies is my glasses so uh i'm sure they'll be worth a lot on ebay i'll buy them as an nft lingo (laughs) so yeah that's what i would do that is hilarious (laughs) so what can the audience re- expect from watching this new film? Well, I think if you're with your parents or you're with your, just your friends, it's just a good, it's on Amazon, nice and easy to watch at home. And it's just a good way to sit back and forget about everything and have some fun laughs. And, 
you know, if you're a kid that was didn't fit fit in right away, like Griffin's a guy that, you know, I just find some people to hang out with and just do dumb jokes with. That's kind of what it's like. So that's that's always fun to watch. Definitely. So I can't wait for everyone else to go watch this. I mean, I've got to screen it, so I absolutely loved it. But I can't wait for everyone watching to watch it, too. Thank you for saying that. And I'm glad you got to see it ahead of time. That's kind of special. <laughs> yes. Well, <laughs> thank you for speaking with me today. This was a hilarious but fun conversation. It's nice to meet you. Thank you very much, too. Thank you. Thank you so much for speaking with me today, Mr. Spade. I had an amazing time. Be sure to check into Hotel Transylvania Transformania on Prime Video beginning January 14th, 2022. Again, I'm Tiana Sermons. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today, we're talking about Hotel Transylvania Transformania, The Lost Treasure, American Underdog, Foodtastic. And right now, we're switching over to Tiana's interview with actress Keegan-Michael Key on Hotel Transylvania Transmania. Hello, everyone. I'm Tiana Sermons reporting for Kids First, and today I'm speaking with Mr. Keegan-Michael Key about his role as Murray in Hotel Transylvania Transformania, the fourth and final movie of the Hotel Transylvania franchise. Mr. Key is known for his roles in Jingle Jangle, A Christmas Journey, Playing With Fire, and The Angry Birds movie. Hello, everyone. I'm Tiana Sermons reporting for Kids First. Welcome, Mr. Key. Thank you so much, Tiana. It's good to be here. How are you, Tiana? How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm super excited to be speaking with you. I mean, just from your past work as well. I mean, I'm super pumped up. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad to be here. Yes. Well, let's get right into it. So in this movie, it's really all about changes. I mean, the characters went through so many different changes, whether it was internal, external, or even with family. So when you think about the film, what does Transformania mean to you? Well, I would say that it means that um, you have an op- you have opportunities. That's what I would say. I think is that what it means is that you have opportunities to um, embrace the change or run away from the change. And the thing, the, the interesting thing is, there's really no two ways about it. The only way to move forward in life is to change. It's the only way is to is to evolve. And so I think that. Um, when you say mania, transform mania, to me, mania is always like, yeah, we're having a great time. So we should try to frame change in that way, that, it, that it's a good thing and that it might, it could even be exciting and fun and an adventure. Yeah. And that's a key thing to the plot of the film. I mean, without giving too much away, um, just I think that's a key thing to the plot and, you know, the different relationships, especially that the characters have within the plot of the film. Yes, definitely. I completely agree. Yeah, I think it's intrinsic to the plot. It's 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 uh, baked in, as you will. And, and of course, the comedy is coming from the fact that it's happening externally, like you had mentioned earlier, that that there are people who are, you know, when they get hit by the machine and the machine reverses and then they, all the you know, all this jazz happens. So you, you have to they, they're not they're forced to deal with it. There's not much else they can do. They have to deal with it. And um, yeah, it's it's interesting because it's a good it's a good thing for us to think about and examine. Of course. So you mentioned the comedy in the film, and this film was absolutely hilarious. So as a comedian and a voice actor, how do you get through your lines without laughing a lot? Well, the good thing is uh, I, I actually don't. 
<laughs> I do laugh a lot. And then um, sometimes it's the best thing about making movies is that you get to do it over and over again until you get it right. <laughs> so that's my favorite part, especially with animation, because they also let me improvise a lot and they let me say what I want and kind of, you know, we'll make stuff up and then I'm trying to make them laugh and then maybe they'll suggest something that makes me laugh. And then sometimes you come back and you get to see Tiana, the pictures, like you get to see the images that you didn't see before or the animate, they start putting the animation together. And that's fun because that, that, that'll often make me laugh. But so I'm very grateful that um, I get to work in a business where you get to go, okay, he giggled through that one. Let's try it again. And then eventually it becomes a little more normal and then you get used to it and then you can kind of do it without laughing. Yeah, it's definitely also one of the best behind the scene parts and it helps you connect with your characters. Yes. Yes, that's true. That's true. So since we're running out of time for my last question, what can audiences expect from watching Hotel Transylvania Transformania? Well, I think audiences can expect a really, really, really fun ride. They can also expect a very, very, a really, really, really funny ride. But the, the, there's this wonderful kind of warm, heartfelt, ooey gooey center to the movie as well. And I think that everybody can, the good thing is kids can appreciate it on one level. Adults can appreciate it on another level. And I think that they're going to have a really good time watching the movie together, which will be great. Well, I know me and my mom had an amazing time getting to screen it. So I hope that everybody gets a chance to watch it and enjoy it with their families as well. Me too. Me too. Well, yes, I, I completely and utterly agree. Thank you so much for speaking with me today, Mr. Key. Be sure to book your final stay at Hotel Transylvania Transformania through Prime Video starting January 14th, 2022. That's all for now. Thanks for tuning in. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Ethan Preston from the Sunshine State of Florida, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by New Zomatic Film Festival. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First Film Critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Ethan Hurston from the Sunshine State of Florida, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We talking about Hotel Transylvania, Transmania, The Lost Treasure, American Underdog, and Foodtastic. And next up, we'll be talking with Ishan about The Lost Treasure. 
So from the title, The Lost Treasure, I love pirate films. So please tell me, is this, is this a pirate film? Well, it's uh, it does involve treasure. It's not exactly a pirate film, but it, it does involve treasure. So you can uh, put on your treasure hunter hat and certainly watch this film. So it's basically all about um, Eddie Fox. So he's a treasure hunter and he discovers the existence of this secret Hawaiian staff that's been lost for generations. And he also finds this super special journal. It has information about um, a spirit, like a nature nymph of sorts named Mahina. Um, and so he basically figures out that this staff and this journal has a connection to his family, and he has the responsibility to keep the staff safe from evil forces. It's a pretty foreboding uh, first few scenes. But what <laughs> follows is this really unique, elaborate quest to find and protect the staff for the sake of the island and his family's legacy. And he has a bunch of unique, nefarious villains that he encounters along the way, and it's a super uh, fun film. Well, this is certainly better than Pirates. <laughs> and <laughs> if you were to have a favorite film out of all of us, because that sounded very interesting, I, I really want to watch that. What was your favorite part about it? My favorite part, I would say, see, the the, the storyline is just such an interesting... I feel like someone could easily write a novel out of that. That's, that's just such a unique concept in itself and the incorporation of Hawaiian culture and everything. So yeah, certainly the storyline. And is there a moral? Because you said it's, you know, someone can write a novel about it. And yeah. most really, really good stories have very deep or meaningful morals. So do you think this one has one? Yeah, of course. Uh, so it's a story of discovery, exploration. So besides the fact that Eddie is finding himself, he's also finding out more about um, the Hawaiian culture, the culture which he has ties to, and the the film educates viewers about Hawaiian culture and tradition. Um, I was saying it, it has little bits of, um, you know, the Hawaiian language, Hawaiian traditions, all involved in the film and in the script. So that's uh, a little fun touch that um, gives you your little dose of, of cultural education as well. And do you think you relate to any of these characters? I think just the... Uh, the never-ending quest that Eddie Fox is on, right? I feel like all of us are on that never-ending quest, where we all have something we're searching for and something that we <laughs> wanna we want to protect. No, uh, yeah, I think definitely probably Eddie. Some of even like the the, the way he even carries himself. Sometimes he gets a little bit uh, frazzled, but you know, it's 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 he's a very relatable character. It's a, it's a fun film for sure. And do you have a favorite character? Yeah, definitely, Eddie. Definitely. Um, it's it's uh, it's funny. I would like to say that uh, I, I I like Charles Wellington more, but uh, because just he's just a more smooth. Like he's like your typical. It's almost like if you made a, a Bond villain um, in a in a you know in a G rated movie. Um, he's he's like super slick, super suave. But Eddie just he's just you know someone. He just kind of stole the show. <laughs> And you were mentioning a staff, so is there any, like, special effects? Because I know, like, there's most staffs, like, those wizard ones with, like, the little ball orb. So is oh, it yeah. something like that? <laughs> it's So it's a, it's a real staff. And, I mean, I, I was uh, just watching the film and marveling at the sh the, the sheer beauty of the sets. Um, it's a, a cinematographic masterpiece. The, the sets feel like you're in Hawaii. Um, there's, like, really vibrant colors, a bright blue sea. Um, and there's actually they've they've also done a good job with casting uh, to a great extent. I think there's there's some that maybe could be better, but um, they have a lot of Pacific Islander um, characters as well um, or actors uh, that kind of enhance the um, the realism of it. Um, and yeah, the sets are beautiful. I think um, and the everything about the effects. 
Um, because even in his uh, office, like, he's sleeping, he wakes up, and suddenly he's in the middle of this, like, odd fever dream. And so even, like, the, the sort of fever dream that he has is uh, very uniquely kind of crafted. I think everything... You have to watch the film to see what I'm talking about. <laughs> but yeah, I think even the sets contribute to it, right? You can even consider, like, some of the some parts of the sets are, like, kind of special effects. And you're mentioning a lot of different sets. So how were the camera shots and... How did they make everything look real and put it all into one like piece? Right. Yeah. So the there's a lot of different, um, a variety of unique <laughs> sets, um, which I mean, I guess realistic is also a bit of a, a stretch term, right, for a film that's about uh, a treasure hunter finding a lost staff. But it is, it does feel like you know you're along with them for the journey. There's a lot of beautiful camera shots, especially close ups. Um, one thing that I did note in my review was that the music sometimes felt a little bit off for the scene, but that actually only made the, the fact that there was often either no music or sometimes too much music or different kind of music for a certain scene really made me really pay attention to every single shot and what the shot was trying to convey. And they've done a really great job with matching the emotion of the scene with the type of shots they've used. And it's it's beautiful. Everything comes together really well. And it sounded like you really liked this film. So what is your star rating and age recommendation? And where can we watch this? Right. So um, I would give it probably a three and a half to four out of five. There's some elements of it, um, including the the, the acting um, and some of the music, as I was mentioning, um, that, that take away a little bit from it. But it's, I mean, again, one of the greatest themes in film history, a really unique plot, a really fun film. So yeah, I would say three and a half out of five stars and recommended for ages nine to 15. And it's um, on demand on Gen 11th, 2022. Well, thank you for taking the time to speak with me. I have to go watch this. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me, Ethan. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today, we're talking about Hotel Transylvania, Transformania, The Lost Treasure, American Underdog, and Foodtastic. Right now, we're switching over to our review with Ishan on American Underdog. Hello, Ishan. Welcome back. <laughs> I'm back. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> So I've actually seen this film, but for the ones who haven't, can you give an explanation of what this film is? Right. So this is a really unique biopic, actually. It's it's all about NFL quarterback uh, Kurt Warner, played by Zachary Levi. And it's his journey from bagging groceries in a small town in the Midwest to being an undrafted player to playing arena football. And then, you know, he gets his career started with the St. Louis Rams and he becomes, uh, you know, the quarterback wonder. And I think really the, the beauty of the story is that he's experiencing ups and downs. He's having to, um, you know, deal with changing uh, dynamics in his family life and everything. But the, the spirit of resiliency that the film has is beautiful. Yeah, and Warner is like literally one of my favorite legends. And his life has went from like all the way down to up. He became a legend because he didn't stop dreaming. And that leads me to my next question. Is there a moral that you took away from this? Absolutely. This is certainly one of those films when you, you leave feeling empowered. It teaches uh, viewers to persevere, um, to work hard. I mean, as you were saying, right, Kurt Warner, he didn't get what he wanted the first time. He didn't achieve the, the goal or the result that he was striving for the first time. So he worked his tail off, put his head down and earned it. Uh, I mean, you know, it's it, they also are earnest about it you know, in the film. They, they're earnest and honest, I should say, because um, they do portray. He was dejected. He was down um, when he got sent home from the Green Bay Packers after like a day on the team when he got berated by the coaches. <laughs> But uh, he he didn't let it stop him, right? And 
that's the beauty of the film. Yeah, and uh, another moral I took away from this, it, it, I, I thought it was like, um, well, in my opinion, I had one where it was never stop trying because they were really yes. downing him. Yeah. Those, I, I don't even know, like, those coaches, I have never seen like, <laughs> a coach by Rue before. Ever. <laughs> but I will say, I mean, Dennis Quaid plays um, Dick Vermeil, right? The, the the coach for the for the Rams. I mean, that was a, a bit of a one eighty. You know, again, watch the film to see how his character takes a one eighty. But you know, yeah. within the fifteen minutes he's on the screen, uh, it, it it takes a big turn, and he becomes you know one of the the, the greatest supports. Um, and it feels like Quaid becomes the coach, right? I feel like there's no difference yeah. between actor and coach. He, it was, it was very um, genuine, very realistic, and uh, yeah, just provided a new layer of, of realism. And again, it was earnest. And I know mostly everyone has at least have one favorite part. So, what is your favorite part? Oh man. There's so much. There's so much. Just the the premise. So I'm also a sucker for biopics, uh, for 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 biograph uh, biographical um, films. But yeah, I mean, it's also hard to catch my attention with a sports film. I'll be very honest with you. I'm not someone who'll sit down and 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 watch a sports film. But this kept my attention. The the journey, the value of of you know resilience, of you know trying again and again, never giving up. A lot of the just the way that the message was packaged, the story was packaged is really beautiful. And what is your star recommendation? Sorry, your star rating and your age recommendation. And where can we watch this beautiful film? Alrighty, so I gave American Underdog four and a half out of five stars and recommended for ages thirteen to eighteen plus adults. And it released on Christmas, and I believe it's on demand. Right, Ethan. <laughs> Thank you for taking the time to speak with me. All right. Thanks, Ethan. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Ethan Burson from the Sunshine State of Florida, and you're listening to Kids vs. Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Newsomatic Film Festival. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First Film Critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Ethan Preston from the Sunshine State of Florida, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about Hotel Transylvania, Transformania, The Lost Treasure, American Underdog, and Foodtastic. Next up, we'll be reviewing Foodtastic with Tiana. 
So what is Foodtastic about? Because this is making me hungry and I need to know what it's about. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, so Foodtastic is Disney's new food show. It's hosted by the multi-talented actress Kiki Palmer, who's also one of the executive producers. And so each episode opens with Kiki Palmer acting out a Disney-themed skit narrated by award-winning voice actor Anthony Mendez. So like some of the things, so most of the skits are, of course, centered around her being in some kind of role and she kind of sets the tone for whatever the contestants are building. So the contestants must build scenes using food sculptures based on the skit. And so Flower Shop founder Mira Kasem and NYC City Cakes founder Chef Benny Rivera serve as the food artists, experts, and judges on the shows. And so all the contestants are judged on technique, realism, and the creativity. And the winning team is awarded with, of course, bragging rights, and also a gold fantastic pin. And is this a show? Yes. Okay, I definitely want to watch this. And I'm telling you, I will love all of it. But <laughs> I don't know if you loved all of it. But if you did, can you try to make out one part that you liked? And what is your favorite part? You know, I can't necessarily, like, it's hard to pick just a favorite part. So I think I'm going to just say my favorite episode was the Cars episode. Because um, I don't know if you know what the Cars movie movies are. Oh, yeah. Uh, with Lightning McQueen. Yes. So they the skit in that was basically that um, they're Kiki Palmer, her character. Well, I guess it's just her name, but her character is trying to get a car to do the Piston Cup race. And all the food, all the contestants, the three different teams have to build different sculptures of cars that would actually go in the race and it's so crazy seeing all the food they use all the different materials they use like they use uh, I think a material called isomol and it kind of makes like one of the cars look really shiny and then another favorite part that I have I think like in a specific part is when they had to add on a skit so there's always a second skit where even in crunch time they had to add something totally different to the original plan they have (laughs) so in this one it was adding like a little assistant uh, to the team is there something that makes us stand out other than other things that are on Disney Plus? Yeah, I think what um, makes it stand out from other things on Disney Plus is that this is Disney Plus's first food sculpture, food competition show. And that says a lot already just from knowing that. I mean, this show has so much Disney magic. Like I said, they're using Disney movies to try and build these sculptures. There was a Muppets episode, a Wreck-It Ralph episode, Pirates of the Caribbean. There were so many, like I already mentioned, The Lion Kings, Avengers, Beauty and the Beast, Star Wars even. So I think what makes it stand out is that it's a food competition show, that they're using Disney stuff, and that it's for the family. It's not like one of their famous animated movies. It's not like, um, you know, the real-life movies. It's an actual show where... Families can even, I mean, of course, nobody's going to build a life-size sculpture of a Disney character in the living room out of food in their kitchen. But I think it's just really special in that way. And where can we watch this? And what is your star rating and age recommendation? Yes, so you can find Fantastic on Disney Plus streaming now. And I rate Fantastic five out of five stars. I mean, like I said, it's sure to motivate generations of food artists but of course not building something huge in your living room. Um, And I recommend it for kids ages five to 18 and kids at heart and adults as well. 
So make sure you go watch the show. It was amazing. It was magical. If you're a fan of Disney, you're going to love it. If you're a foodie like me, you're going to love it. So you should watch it. Oh, one well, more thing I wanted to. Oh, can I mention one more thing? Yeah. Uh, like one thing, like part of the fun stuff, the food pantry that they have, when you watch it, it is so huge. Just like a walk-in closet of food heaven. <laughs> well, thank you for taking the time to speak with me. Yes, thank you. This is fun. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Right now, we're switching over to Tiana's interview with Kiki Palmer, the host of Foodtastic. Hello, everyone. I'm Tiana Summers reporting for Kids First, and today I'm going to be speaking with multi-talented Emmy Award-winning actress Kiki Palmer. Ms. Palmer is known for her breakthrough role as Akila in the hit movie Akila and the Bee, and is known for being one of the hosts of JMA3, Strahan, Sarah, and Kiki. Ms. Palmer is here today to speak about her newest project as the host and executive producer of Disney's new food competition show, Foodtastic. Welcome, Ms. Palmer. Hi. I'm so excited. It's an honor to speak with you today about Foodtastic and the process behind creating it. Oh, it is my pleasure. I cannot wait to get into the details. You look lovely. So thrilled to be speaking with you. Yes, same here. So let's get right into it. So you have the unique experience of being the executive producer as well as the host of Foodtastic. What about this project made you say yes to being a part of it? You know what? It was just so original, Tiana. I just thought, wow, I've never seen a show or a food competition show that was actually about transforming the food to be something else. Not, you know, not focused on the food being actual food, but making it into something new, you know, a material to build something with. That was exciting for me to host and be a part of. And then on the other side of it, I was so excited about using Disney IP and being able to create different characters out of each Disney IP, each episode to kind of track our comp competitors through each story of, you know, how they created their IPs. Yes, definitely. And I viewed some of the episodes and they were amazing. I've watched them over and over and the show's just truly magical and it will definitely be enjoyed by audiences watching from any and everywhere. Oh man. Thank you so much. Yes, of course. So typically we are taught to not play with our food, but this show gives contestants a pass to do just the opposite. What was one fun or crazy moment from watching the chefs bring their food designs to life? Man, there were so many different crazy cool moments. I mean, seeing how they created many of these different things and sometimes how some things would end up breaking and they would have to start over from scratch in the middle of the competition. Or I mean, I, I loved all the different ice carvings that I saw, vegetable carvings that I saw. The list goes on. So the sculptures that the food artists have to create are all based on the wonderful world of Disney. What can you share about some of the sculptures that we can expect to see? Oh, my goodness. Well, you're going to see many from all the Disney universe. You're going to see things from Star Wars, like spaceships. You're going to see amazing ships from the Pirates of the Caribbean episode. Again, all made you know, completely out of food. You're going to see all your favorite characters being recreated from Beauty and the Beast. You're going to get to see all these cool characters, uh, all these um you know, amazing toy characters from Andy's World and Toy Story. The list goes on. So I know how you love to give back to the community, and I love how the food from each competition is donated to local food banks if it hasn't been used. So how did that come about? Yeah, I mean, with the show, obviously, we're excited at the opportunity to inspire people with this new competition that a lot of people don't know in the mainstream is happening. Uh, but we also realized that there would be a problem when it came to all the different food and, you know, how to 
get rid of it while at the same time not being wasteful and not being, you know, conscious of the fact that a lot of people are in need, dire need of food. So, you know, we, we gave away a lot of food, literally every episode we were giving away bags and bags of food away to food banks. And then, of course, you know, uh, composting all the leftover things that we had from the art pieces that were created. Of course. And that's a really great thing that the show is doing. So just for my last question, since we're running out of time, what do you hope audiences take away from the show? Oh, man, that's just a fun, bingeable, entertaining, you know, an informative show. Hopefully they're inspired and seeing new things that they never knew were there and able to watch something with their with their entire family. It's, it's something that they all can sit down and watch from little ones to old ones. Yes, of course. Well, thank you so much, Ms. Palmer, for speaking with me today. This was amazing. Thank you. Bye, Tiana. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've just finished Tiana's interview with the host of Bootastic, and right now we're switching over to Tiana's interview with the judges, Amara Kassem, Benny Rivera on Bootastic. Hello, everyone. I'm Tiana Sermons reporting for Kids First, and today I'm going to be speaking with Flower Shop founder, Ms. Amira Kasem, and NYC City Cakes founder, Chef, Mr. Benny Rivera, about their new roles as food art experts and the judges on Disney's new food competition show, Foodtastic. They are both here today for a Foodtastic conversation. Welcome, Ms. Kasem and Mr. Rivera. So let's get right into it. So, Ms. Kasem, as a food artist yourself, how was the experience watching the contestants build their own food designs? I mean, it's just incredible. I have never myself competed, but definitely seeing them put together these builds that are larger than life using actual Disney characters from Disney IP movies is just so incredible. And I think that being immersed into the world of Disney through these builds and these creations, it's just so different. And seeing that they're using foods from you know, a broccoli to a ramen mixed with chocolate is just so crazy and fun and unique to be able to call that art and put it together in such technical and creative ways. For me, the experience was just incredible. I mean, having the chance and the opportunity to work within the work of Disney with these amazing, talented artists, it's just like something that I wasn't planning and I wasn't expecting. And seeing what they were able to put together and create at the end of each episode working with food was just mind-blowing yes and before this interview i got a chance to speak with miss kiki palmer and i think that there should be an alice in wonderland episode that would be really cool to see oh my gosh that is one of my favorite favorite movies i started a list in my head i know that benny's gonna go for frozen but i was like alice in wonderland coco peter pan i mean it just keeps going i i'm with you just manifest that season two please (laughs) (laughs) yes i would love to see that yes so mr rivera this is not just another cake or baking competition this is truly the first food art competition so how does the competition work and what are you looking for as judges So you're right. This is completely different from any typical competition show. This is food. We're talking about any and all kinds of food. So each episode, Kiki presents us with the challenge and there's three teams of three contestants and they go head to head in building basically the largest, most magical food art installations. And Benny's judging on technicality. I'm judging on creativity and color. But really, the thing that ties us all together is it also has to have a story behind it, right? It's not just about the beauty of their creations. It's also about the story behind it and how they tie it together and make us believe that. But um, I think that it's the first of its kind. You nailed that. 
Yeah, I think us as a judge, um, we were taken through a amazing journey um, each on each episode because every episode, like Amira mentioned before, is based on a Disney um, character or movie. And uh, on each episode, each team will have the chance to create something that amazed us. And it was incredible what they were able to achieve with that. And like I mentioned before, this is definitely uh, not the traditional competition show that you are used to watch on TV. So people have to give the chance to uh, enjoy it and watch it. Yes. And I can't wait for everybody watching at home today to go out and watch it when it comes out because they're going to love it no matter what. Yes, thank yes, you. And yes. I hope they're like you and they get yeah. inspired to go create something as well. Awesome. Thank you both so much for speaking with me today. This was an amazingly artistic show, and I'm sure the audiences from everywhere will enjoy watching it. You can find Fantastic streaming on Disney Plus beginning Wednesday, December 15th, 2021. Thanks so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our latest reviews of the latest films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps, and to learn how you can join our Kids First Film Critics team, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel and look for our reviews on Press4Kids, KidsWorld.com, and Kidsville News. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media, for Voice America and iHeartRadio. Today's show is sponsored by Newsomatic Film Festival. This is your host, Ethan Perston from the Sunshine State of Florida, reporting for Kids First, signing off. Goodbye. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now, you know more which movies, TV shows, or digital media to look for, or learned about the talent that worked on or off camera on them, and can make informed decisions about what to watch. Be sure to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss an episode and tune in again next week.